The weekly feed. 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 Music news. It is a uh, Valentine's Day, actually, right now, uh, February fourteenth, and I've got a female in the studio because it would have been weird here with Sean. Uh uh-uh, uh no wait let's back up let's do that again. What do you have here in the studio? I Kyle? have a lady. A lady or a woman? Yes, a female. Don't ever say that. That's you, terrible. You knocked me on that. I've asked other women this, and yeah. they have no problem with it. I also ask other women uh, who all ha- the have you asked all the women, Kyle? No, but I know some people who don't mind the word moist. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's just a word. No, when you say female is an adjective and woman is a noun, think of it that way. What? This isn't grammar, girl. Just trying to better you, Kyle. This is a grammar female. Time. When you say you have a female, don't you hear it in a Ferengi voice anyway? What's up, female? Hey, girl. I like you're your tattoo. F- you're female. Oh, uh, anyway, Erin Keen is here, as you can tell, ah, by her feminist ways. Bringing the fun on Valentine's Day. <laughs> hey, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Kyle. Let's jump into the news here. Uh, I think maybe, uh, maybe one of the biggest things that happened, of course, uh, this next week starts off the late night, the new late night. I'm really excited about late night. Like it's been on an upward swing for a little while there's i even like craig ferguson no one talks about craig ferguson no nobody or craig ferguson like you talk about everybody else but he's still there (laughs) he's still there against all odds doing his thing he's fine he's very charming he does that thing that he does yeah i I love craig ferguson when you're in a hotel room and you don't know what the channels are (laughs) there he is so anyway so fallon announced his first week of shows uh, you've got U2, <gasps> you've got Gaga, <gasps> Timberlake, of course. Well, of course, Couldn't have yeah. Fallon without Timberlake. Because they live together. Uh, Will Smith is on there. I think that's still a big deal to someone. Hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, okay. he comes out swinging, you know, sure. and you've got to. It's the first week of tonight's shows. You've really got to come out swinging. Uh, and then Seth Meyers, he announced a few things. First, he announced Fred Armisen. Which I think is, is a total win. As because, his band leader. Because Fred Armisen is funnier than Seth Meyers, so he's going to need that backup. See, I don't know. I, I think Seth Meyers has been like the saving grace for SNL for me for the past 10 years. Head writer and weekend edition hasn't been that good in years. Or weekend, I mean the news thing. Yeah, yeah I think Seth is a fine writer. Um, I, I think that he's pretty one note as far as a personality goes. So we'll mm-hmm. see how he develops in. I am an interested actual in that. Host. I'm interested yeah, in but but having Fred on there, I mean, he's not also only... not very likable. And I thought the whole point was you're supposed to be likable. Isn't that basically what Jimmy Fallon built his career on? Yeah. Like you're not terribly talented, and maybe you're not like the smartest guy in the room, but you're likable. I don't. I, I, maybe it's a taste thing. I, I love Seth Meyers. I love Seth Meyers long before I liked Jimmy Fallon because I didn't like Jimmy Fallon. You at didn't. First. Like Jimmy Fallon? No. That's all Jimmy Fallon has, and you didn't even like him. But I mean, he's not John Stewart. Let's just be honest. But Jimmy Fallon has developed into something that you you can bypass uh, Leno and you can bypass um, um, Carson. And this is like the first Steve Allen we've had since Steve Allen. I think I think Fallon is filling Steve Allen's shoes in this. And I, <laughs> say I, that I really fast. Yeah, right. Fallon and Steve Allen. <laughs> I, Jimmy Fallon is adorable. <laughs> no, he is now. He I, is li- I like adorable. Fallon, now, but I love yes. Seth Meyers. Uh, bringing Fred Armisen is a great thing, not only because he's a, he is a musician. Some people still don't know that he was a musician yes. first, but he's funny and he can get in the skits uh, with him. He's right. still going to do Portlandia. Good. What I'm getting to here is after this big knockout of the park that uh, that Fallon says, "These are all my guests." And you're like, "Wow, yeah, that's a good week." Then Seth Meyers says, "And these are my guests, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden." Okay, yeah, Tim Seth Meyers. <laughs> Seth Meyers isn't. 
Jon Stewart either. Um, nobody should be trying to make that bid. But here's what Seth Meyers could have going for him with Joe Biden as a guest. Yeah. Like, you might think what you're going to get is affable Vice President Joe Biden. What mm-hmm. he might actually get is the onions, Joe Biden. That's, that's now, if, if he can get Joe Biden to play ball on that, to show up with, like, the shirt sleeves ripped off of his T-shirt and maybe drive a Camaro onto stage, then Seth Meyers actually wins. And then, like, all Fallon's got is like, oh, wow, you too. Okay, yeah. like, that's nice. That's you true. guys are... Still doing that thing that you do. Well, the, Seth Meyers does have a few uh, aces up his sleeve. Now, now uh, the the girl for, the girl from Girls. Uh, the girl from Girls. Lena, Laura Dunham. What's her? Okay, help me out here. Lena Dunham. Lena. Lena Dunham. Yeah. Lena she's a little bit of a big deal. Yeah. No, she. He's got that. Now, I, I'm still not exactly impressed because she's kind of everywhere right now. Like you, you could get her on the show. Well, she has a book that's coming out yeah, too. Yeah, right. And like, yeah, once you have a book that's coming out, even if you have a hot HBO show, you have got to go flog that book. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you a couple things he has. He has Kanye West not performing. Oh, just talking? And here it is, Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a win. That's a win. I'll take that over you 2 Any, I mean, you know, the guys in U2 are great and fine, but, like, what are they going to tell us that we haven't seen before from them? Yeah. Probably, I'm just going to guess, probably nothing. What Patrick Stewart is going to show us is he's going to bring Ian, he's going to, like, have Ian McKellen tucked into his pocket. <laughs> Ian McKellen is going to pop out, do a back handspring, and then the two of them are going to, like, do a crisscross song for us or it's, something. It's beautiful. I will say the only musical guest outside of his own band uh, with, with, uh, with Fred Armisen that uh, Seth Meyers has announced is John Mayer. That you know of. Did yeah. you know Joe Biden plays guitar? <laughs> is that true? Yes. Will he? Yes. Like Clinton played the sax? Yes. All right. Joe Biden plays guitar. I but hope he he's only, a musical guest. He only plays power chords. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he only and, does Green Day's Time of Your Life. <laughs> Badly, badly, but with so much. Oh, I'm charm. sorry. And smoke on the water. I'm not. He's, you know, he's got. Let's give him some towel. If he does smoke on the water, he's actually on Seth Meyers' show. He's actually going to summon the devil. <laughs> all right, that's uh, that's all this week. Uh, I cannot wait to see what both these come out swinging because I think they will. Uh, here's another b- little battle happening. Uh, it's been said for many, many years, many, many years that Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers looks like Will Ferrell. He doesn't see it, but Will Ferrell totally sees it. Yeah, and by the they do. They do. They look exactly they like. They really do. Like, uh, the, like they, they talked about, uh, Will Ferrell talked about for a moment doing a sequel to Step Brothers, and I really, really think that if he does do that, Chad Smith has to be in it. Um, As a real brother, you know, real brother, Step Yeah, brother. I don't know. I don't know. Having seen a fair share of musicians in films these days, I don't know. Not all, not all of them can really pull it, it off. It can be Kyle. a cameo. Anyway, it can be a cameo. Yes. Anyway, so Chad Smith is tired of all this, and he says, "Will Ferrell, I challenge you to a drum battle. A drum battle between Chad Smith and Will Ferrell. Now, Will Ferrell doesn't actually play the drums. He he did he, in Step Brothers. He does play the cow. The he cowbell. does play the cowbell. And Will Ferrell did come back and said, "It's on, but I'm going to play the cowbell." And we're uh, either going to do it at a Chili Peppers concert or at a... Uh, a public library. A public library <laughs> that both <laughs> Which, of us can agree on. Because that's what the public library is for, Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's going to be for charity, anyway. Yeah, it's for charity. It's totally yeah. for but charity. The ch- but the money has to be raised first, which is nice. Mm, yes. That's, that's nice. Uh, anyway, uh, I think it is level ground now. now, now that it's Cowbell plus... I like that they have this like weird antagonistic bromance thing going on. Yeah. Now I know they have existed in the same spot at the same time once before. Yeah, they ran into each other at the premiere of Ladies Man. Yeah, but I haven't <laughs> seen it myself, so yes. I, I don't believe it yet. You think that Chad Smith might actually be a performance art um, creation of Will Ferrell? We can see. 
oh my god, he has been at that for so long. <laughs> He's a busy man. That commitment is really impressive. And he played impressive. for the Dixie Chicks. It's true. Not a lot of people know that one either. Wait. Will Ferrell no, played no. with the Dixie Chicks? <laughs> Might as well. I'm confused. Same thing. All right. Uh, you read Enemy? You keep up with Enemy anymore? Sorry, what? Enemy magazine. It's a magazine. It's a thing that you open the pages. Oh, NME. Yeah, you still exist still in page form? Yeah, they do. I love that. That's yeah, so sweet. Yeah, Not just like Kindle page form. No, it's, it's no. Like actually like rustling of the paper pages. So they, uh, you know, they, 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 they like magazines. I like to make lists because it makes people gripe and debate. Yes. And that's the fodder. And that's why it's there. And maybe maybe you do things on purpose. And I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that's what they did. Maybe they did something on purpose here. Right. I don't really know what you call, like, if you can call it link bait when it's on the page. But it's something like that. Some analog version of link bait. Well, everyone posts it. And that's, you know, that's what happens. And everyone yes. talks about it. Enemy uh, has uh, named their top 100 songs of all time. Time. All time. All time. Now All they've done time. a they've done a top one hundred songs of the nineties, by the way, and uh, right. that was uh, that was Pulp's "Common People" that made number one. Uh, now, uh, in this top 100 songs of all time, Pulp's "Common People" makes number six, even though a song from the nineties made number one. That's that's confusing. Okay. So their number one song of all time is "Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit." Okay. All right. Okay. In the top 10, there are no Beatles songs. Comes in at number 11, uh, Eleanor Rigby. No Beatles songs in the top 10. How many Soup Dragon songs in the top 10, <laughs> Kyle? That is the question for any British music rag. Close enough. Uh, these days you get Arctic Monkeys, oh, geez. which are in there, in the top I, 10. I even knew that, and I still react like out of shock and horror. I mean, Arctic Monkeys are fine, but mm. like, of all time? Yeah. That's just being willfully British. Right. Uh, you know, Smith's made it, of course. Sure. Here's the fun thing. Number three, mm-hmm. Aaron Keen, is Donna Summer's I Feel Love. Oh, I love it. That's super gay. I like that. That goes to say... That Donna Summer's I Feel Love yes. is better, according to Enemy, than any song the Beatles ever wrote. I am pretty sure that that is exactly how that was pitched in the meeting. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and insult, and insult the Enemy staff by putting on a fake British accent here, but just say, like, no, 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 no guys, like, listen, <laughs> listen. Donna Summer's I Feel Love is better than any Beatles song ever, yes. ever written or recorded. That's the stance. I mean, yes. they had to have, like... No, we got to throw something in there, because no one's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, you pick Nirvana, me." I know. I mean, I like, I like. There's a little, a little fun disco in there. I like. There's a little glitter and glitz. You know. Mm. I mean, it can't all be, um, <laughs> like shaggy white dudes talking about their feelings. I just have a. I speak. Of, I have a feeling that uh, the the staff of Enemy at this time is about twenty years old, and they just discovered all of this. Yeah. Where are the Happy Mondays? Yeah. In I, this top ten. I, I don't know. They're not in the top ten. Really? Yeah. They're not in the top ten. What? No. Not there. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being mean about the British right now. No, actually, I think it's kind of fun because the thing is, is that those like top 10 lists or top 100 lists or whatever are all sort of the same. And they all they're all kind of sort of about yeah. the Beatles and you two. And, yeah. you know, why not shake it up a little bit? Why not wink a little bit and be like, if we're what we're talking about here is the songs that we think are awesome. This week, it's Donna Summer's. I see the pros and cons of the question I'm about to ask, hmm. but uh, your thoughts. Should you have to be a certain age to become an editor for a major magazine? Because you need a foundation. You need to know the history of music if you're going to you know, be the editor of a major magazine. And I get like you want to be youthful and you want to be on the cutting edge, and that means you might have to bring on a 20-year-old to do something. 
Uh, and I was 20 once, and you know, I knew a lot of music at 20, but I wasn't ready to you know be an editor, and that's what I feel like is happening here. Oh, do you know for a fact no, that I they're, know for that a they're fact. tiny idiots? I feel like that's what's happening here. <laughs> they're probably like 55. They're like, oi, mate, or whatever, you know? You're like, hey. You're like, I just... I just moisturize a lot. No, I mean, I okay, in, in answer to your question, I think you need a certain amount of experience to be an editor, and you probably don't have that under your belt at 20, no matter, like, how many tumblers you run, right? <laughs> so um, so that, that's going to knock most of the 20-year-olds out of the running for, like, a major editorship. Sure, sure. Do I think that you need to be any certain age to decide what the best songs of all time are? No. Bring it on. All right. All right. I, I like that you're not, you, you know, you're not uh, invoking any music snobbery on this. That's, I'm not that's horrified by this. I love the Donna Summer. Like it's a wild, it's the wild card, and I'm always in favor of the wild card. I do think it's hilarious that Arctic Monkeys can kick the Beatles out of it, but I feel like also that's like an interfamily thing. Like this is something English about yeah. the English among the English. <laughs> it's not for us. That that w- w- we fought a war, so we don't have to care about this problem, <laughs> right? Right. I want to move on. So uh, odd future. They said uh, we're going to go tour in New Zealand. And New Zealand said, nah, nah, you ain't coming here. <laughs> nah, mate, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, since when does New Zealand kick anyone out? Yeah, usually like it's Like five it's people live in that country. Yeah. They have plenty of room. Yeah, Neil Finn, he's like Peter Jackson, like, come on, come be you, extras in our movie. You can be in our movie. Oh. You can be a dwarf body double. <laughs> Tyler the Creator. Yes. I mean, he could be a hobbit, Tyler it, the Hobbit. The movie that never ends, they'll always need cast members. Absolutely. They can't start turning people away now or they're not going to be able to make it. It's going to be a one-man show. You don't have to be an orc. You can be an elf. A three-hour soliloquy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so well, how did they get kicked out of New Zealand? I don't know, they they, they uh, revoked their uh, their uh, their passport. They they said you can't come in our country because we fear that you'll be a danger to us. And I saw that episode of The Simpsons. You know, he brought a frog into Australia or something. Right. And it changed everything. And maybe that's what it is. Like, you, you can't. Well, I think you spend <laughs> your entire country's existence getting kicked around by Australia. And yeah. you're just looking for someone else to kick around yourself. It's yeah. a vicious cycle it? of bullying. Yeah. Is yeah. The, 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 uh, the bully of the bully. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's up with Drake? You were telling me something about Drake. So Drake is um, the subject of the new lengthy profile in um, Rolling Stone in the issue that comes out today and um, in it he discusses the Macklemore Kendrick Lamar textagram dun dun so we're not done with this okay okay (laughs) we're not done with this Drake had to get his swings in Um, you know and and basically just says that um, the whole thing was um, effing whack so this is Macklemore saying I shouldn't have won? Yeah, this was the yeah. text that Macklemore sent to Kendrick Lamar saying, uh-huh. like, I feel like I robbed you. I feel mm-hmm. like this is a bad call. Um, and that, that was like a nice thing to do, I guess, for a friend. But then Macklemore posted a screenshot of his text on Instagram so that everyone could tell him what a good guy he was, <laughs> which is a total <laughs> schmuck move. Right. right? right. Um, so Drake, w- but then Drake was like, well, then I felt kind of funny about it. Like, why are you just apologizing to Kendrick? Like, there were several of us who didn't win. And then he goes on to kind of lecture about how, like, everyone knows that the Grammy doesn't always go to the best record. It's just, like, maybe he just tapped into something that, like, was more popular than more people liked. You know, whatever. Like, everyone can just sort of roll with it and move on, maybe except Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's going to sound like the old guy thing, and it's completely not really what you're talking about. Uh, they include me as a millennial. My, I, I think I'm, the, like, the oldest of them. I'm, I'm the... I'm the wise, learned millennial. I'm the elder statesman, if you will, of the millennials. Uh, you, not, and, you and Lena Dunham, not I think. the only one. 
not the. I'm just saying that's of my age. That makes me an an elder statesman. Uh, don't get Drake. Don't get him at all. <laughs> don't don't understand the appeal of Drake. Try listening to Drake. Um, yeah, just uh, beyond me. Like, what is it about? What is it about the kids these days and Drake? You kids get your Drake <laughs> off of my lawn. He is so boring to me and so uninteresting to me. I don't well, get Drake. Maybe maybe you'll get him a little more after you read this lengthy profile that I comes out I today will. in Rolling Stone, Kyle. Rolling Stone make me love Drake like the rest of my generation. I don't know. I kind of wanted to tongue kiss him after the stuff he said about Macklemore. Yeah. So there you go. I feel like invoking uh, your generation and uh, what David Lowry once said was, <laughs> I hate my generation. Kyle just called me really old. <laughs> Uh, a millennial a very, to a Gen Xer. I'm a very young Gen Xer, though. I'm pretty much like the last tail end, the the last gasp of the Gen Xer. You're riding, you, you and I are riding the same line. Yeah, here. We're on the same I'm train. like the last person who um, <laughs> who didn't pay an overly exorbitant amount for a college education. You know, his pretty eyes, maybe the prettiest eyes in all of rock and roll, Chris Cornell. Oh, I'm not the only one who thinks so. He I, has a lot of stalkers. I thought it was his hair. He's got good hair. He does have pretty good, good hair. hair. But yeah. those eyes are piercing, piercing. piercing. I guess when you're that famous, I mean, most famous people, I, I would imagine they've had their run of stalkers. Uh, ju- word just got out, though, about Chris Cornell's like line of stalkers. Like, he has had some scary stuff happen to him. It's like they hear about each other, and they're like, oh, you're going to stalk Chris Cornell? No, I'm going to stalk yeah, Chris Cornell. Right, right. Yeah. And he's got some you know, freaky stuff, like, mailed to his house, and... And uh, like uh, when his uh, wife was pregnant with his daughter, like there was some crazy threats against like going to kill your wife and your unborn daughter and all this stuff. Like Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. (laughs) This is is Chris Cornell. Yeah, right. Right. So he he had to spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on surveillance equipment around his house, like invisible lasers, uh, 40 cameras on his property. He, He also told everybody. What to look for if they're trying to Yeah, get you know what it would have been cheaper, Kyle, is just to hire Josh Homme to stand on your front Ooh. porch with his arms crossed. That's true. No one's going to mess with Josh menacing. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to mess you with You can Homme. get him for half that for the weekend. <laughs> anyway, his latest, uh, Chris Cornell's latest stalker probably is the dumbest one I've heard because uh, she is nabbed for 100 death threats that she tweeted. You know, I thought Courtney Love was on an upswing. <laughs> This oh, is disappointing did. to hear. Courtney Love. Disappointing mm, to hear. Got tired of fighting with Dave Grohl. <laughs> now you're going you know, what else? <laughs> no, six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? Seriously, if you're going to send death threats, don't do it in a place where we can all see you too. Oh, yeah, but she thought she was being really stealthy because she changed her picture to the little egg. <laughs> <laughs> Which egg is it? Which egg am yeah. I? Yeah, if, if you're going to do it, at least put Tom from MySpace picture. He's not doing anything these Aww, days. Oh, Tom. <laughs> There's a guy around Louisville, I swear. Is, he looks just like Tom. It might be Tom. Mm. Uh, Sochi Games, still going on? You've been, uh, you've been captivated? Um, n- n- I don't really watch the games. I just watch just the watch Sochi problems. <laughs> no, I just watch the Sochi problems. The Sochi hashtag. Problems. Yeah, Great. I'm really just interested in who got stuck in an elevator uh-huh. or who has an awkward bathroom experience. It right is now. one of my favorite hashtags of all time. It's pretty much gold. If yeah. we're going to rank them in I mean, they, were, they spent 51 billion yes. with a b- b- billion mm-hmm. dollars on that um, falling apart, tumbling down Olympic Village. Yeah. So Can't um, pay their that own money, people, though. That money it's... went somewhere. Yeah. And obviously didn't really go into quality construction. Um, <laughs> but no, haven't really been haven't really been following well, the anyway, luge. Anyway, they, the got that, they had some musical jump. acts, too. They, uh, they wanted Blondie. It's come out. They wanted Blondie. They sent the request for Blondie. Debbie Harry tweeted a picture of the contact. Uh, the contract, rather, mm. uh, with uh, big letters scrawled on it that said pass. Ha! 
And then it said human rights at nice. the bottom. So she's standing up. She's like, I'm not going to, you know, like, it would do a lot. You could be on the the world stage, the world stage for Olympics. Regardless of where it is, you could be on the world stage. Sure. Because Blondie, I was like, yeah. What are they doing these days? You know, it's they still well, make new album know. every now and then, you know? So yeah, they could probably Debbie, use Debbie it. She's, she's doing her thing. But she's got morals, and she stood up for it. So instead, Tattoo, T-A-T-U. Which, I mean, does sort of raise the whole, like, weren't you guys kind of kissy-kissy? And they're still doing the bit, too. Like, gay-for-pay girls or something? The two Russian girls who, tried, who shocked everyone in the early 2000s shocked. with their one song, and they kissed. And they kissed. And that was back before... I mean, we had the Jill Sobiel song, but we didn't have the Katy Perry song yet. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, like, but it's, oh, like, are they being, pers- they're not, like, being persecuted in Russia for this sort of thing? No, I don't think so. Anyway, Blondie, huh. that's, I, I want to, that's, that's a, that's a hand clap for Blondie. Yes. You could have went for the money. You didn't. Yeah. And Debbie Harry's nice. an icon. I think good for her. I uh, want to wrap it up with a couple things. Uh, one of your favorite people in the world, Peter Buck. Yeah. He's got a new record coming Uncle out. Pete. I am back to blow your mind once again. Is the name of the album. This is second solo record. Modest, and he he's there's no thrills behind this. No frills even. Uh, it's it's vinyl only. Yes, and, you, you, and he's not promoting it. No, he's not interested in doing that. He's not interested in like saying, oh, you can buy it and download it. You can't make this your ringtone. He's not gonna. Um, I don't know, make a deal with Samsung to drop a yeah. video every hour only on certain phone platforms. Yeah. No, he basically just said, I'm not going to do that. My record label's not going to do that. We're just going to put out this record and you know where you can go get it if you want to get it because which, I'm already rich. Yeah, which is awesome. And that's yeah. what he said. He's like, I was, uh, was I, I've actually got a quote right here. Spending 30 years in the music business, uh, you know, with REM, I can't find the actual quote, but you know, spend you know all that time with REM. that's just having to go through all that. It's like I don't have to do that anymore. He's like, I'm not doing any interviews. He's not doing any press. No, it's kind of awesome. Now about that title, I am back to blow your mind once again. Peter Buck says, no false modesty, maybe no modesty at all. I once saw an orangutan try to break into a box of live lobsters on Hollywood Boulevard. That blew my mind. I'm hoping my album does the same for you. <laughs> I think it will do at least that. At least that. Come on. I love that. That's my favorite quote of all year, of 2014, right there. Nothing will beat that. Nothing. Nothing, guys, say. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. It's only February, Kyle. Right. There's time. Uh, final note, uh, Shirley Temple passed yes. away at 85. What did she have to do with music? All of those songs uh, in her uh, 1930s uh, stuck ingrained in the, you know, the American history books whether it's a good ship lollipop or s i s m i l e i can spell uh, or any of those uh, she, uh, there, there was a time where she was the most famous movie star in the world also she made a very graceful transition from being a child star to being an actual functional adult mm-hmm. um you know she she quit at, she quit movies after it just wasn't working for her anymore but um never went through those um public awkward scary terrible Lindsay Lohan style meltdown. No, there's been no Bieber shenanigans in Shirley Temple's life. She was a very, just a pretty dignified person who went on to have a career in diplomacy. 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 So that's that's the thing, little Hollywood bratlets. Like when you think about like, Mm -hmm. um, I have I've had everything I've wanted since I was twelve. What do I do now? Oh, what was me? Oh, I'm so lost. Think like. The choices you're about to make, how will they affect your future career in diplomacy? I mean, it's it's working for Clay Aiken now. You know, he's going to be a congressman. 
So. Is he? Oh yeah. Is yeah. he going to get it? It's last week's news with uh, Mr. Sean Cannon. He's uh, he's you know he's well. He, I know he's running, yeah, but yeah, is yeah, he no. really going to get it? That's I our saw money. his I saw his tearjerker of a money. of a commercial. It was really sweet. Um, I don't know if Clay has two brain cells to rub together, but it was a good video. I mean, anyway. I just really don't. He might. I yeah. really have no, I, no idea what he does. I thought he was a figure skater for a while. Anyway, it's been a long time since Shirley Temple has been in the uh, in the pop culture consciousness in that way. Uh, so I, you know, would like to take the moment to to, to kind of remember that at one time she was not important just to to, to movies, but she did leave her mark on music as well. And uh, you know, the world will miss her. Um, whether it's uh, being the movie star, whether it's being the uh, the diplomat, or all of those parades that she seemed to grand marshal through the years. That's what you do with your twilight years. You act like it's the golden years. Something to look forward to, Lilo. <laughs> Stay alive. One day you'll get to Grand Marshal a lot of parades. All right, Aaron. If you don't think that's fun, you haven't lived. <laughs> Release date on the book? Uh, let's not talk about that right now. Okay. Thanks. Aaron Keene, it's been good knowing you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye, Kyle. Bye. The Weekly Feed. Feed. Feed.